Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Welcome back to the windowsill. And if this is your first time here, I'm so glad you found your way. Today, I really had a wonderful opportunity to chat with Karen Lauria. Karen is someone who just has really stood out to me lately as I look at her Instagram and her portfolio and I see her artwork. And so I just thought I should be a good person to chat with. Karen is an independent artist and illustrator from Massachusetts. She works mainly in digital, but also creates mixed media, digital and watercolor art and illustrations. Her style is vibrant, colorful, whimsical, and thoughtful. When she's not making art, she's hanging out with her husband and kitty, baking homemade bread, hiking the local trails, playing word games, or Zillow surfing over a giant mug of coffee. Karen has licensed and worked or collaborated with several people and is looking forward to many more now that she's represented by Hannah, who has Creative Sparrow. One of the things that really makes Karen's work stand out to me is that she has really honed in on her own style. And it just comes across in her work. And her Instagram is Black Coffee Please. And her website is KarenLaria.com. K-A-R-I-N-L-A-U-R-I-A.com. So without further ado, let's get to it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, I'm just really looking forward to having the chance to share your creativity out into the world a little bit more. Well, thanks, Margo. It's just so fun to be here. I've, I've listened to, if not all of your shows most of them so I'm, oh. I'm really enjoying them so it's really exciting for me to be here oh thanks that really means a lot you know my goal is to as I've said just kind of connect us in a way that where you somebody listens and thinks oh gosh I see myself or I hear myself in that and mm-hmm. I don't feel so sort of in my own little space as I might so definitely more of that I get that yeah thanks so tell me or tell us tell the listening those listening, um, a little bit more about you, kind of how you got started creatively, what your process has looked like a bit. 
Yeah. Wow. There's a lot. So I, like I lot. have been, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot to, to choose from uh, lots of history there, but I I've been, I say I've been an artist as for as long as I can remember. I've been drawing since I was a kid or doing crafts with my mom, who's also a good artist and, you know, all sorts of just crafty kind of things that we did. And, um, and so I've been really, I've been drawing and I, and I do, uh, I've been doing writing a lot too, since I was a kid. And I actually, it's sort of a funny story when I think about how I started to draw was that my, one of my older brothers, um, he, he draws, I have my, a very artistic family. So my older brother can draw and I watched him draw when we were kids. And I thought, I'm going to do that. I can do that too. <laughs> so I was jealous. Of I him. love that. And, uh, and so I started to draw and I started to do these sort of little cartoons and um, I did, you know, helped illustrate the junior high yearbook one year and things like that. And I found that I really loved drawing people and doing portraiture. So then I started to do, do a lot of graphite drawings of uh, family members, little nieces and nephews who aren't so little anymore. Um, my favorite rock stars and movie stars. And I used to just draw for hours and plaster these drawings all over my bedroom wall. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. And did you think, did you ever think at that age that you could make a career out of it? Um, did you have examples of that? I, I, I didn't have examples. My parents did encourage me. And I actually did, when I went to college, I, in my first year, I was an art major. Um, but it was funny. I I didn't do well as an art major. I was very young. Um, I wasn't very focused, mm-hmm. and I wasn't very good at the final finished product. Oh my gosh! You're singing my song. Project. I was just sort of messy, and I and I remember sitting. I, we were doing still lifes in a drawing class one day, and I was sitting under a sink drawing the plumbing and thinking, "What am I doing? I am so bored." And then, you know, so I talked to a professor of mine and said, what do you think? I'm thinking of changing majors to communications. And he said, well, I'm not going to discourage you to do it. But if you want to stay in the program, you really need to tighten up your final projects. So I changed to communications because I just didn't see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, not all was lost. I've been right. doing communications for most of my career. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's timing or inspiration. I, I just speaking from my own experience. Good Lord. The, the, the opportunities I had and that I passed up in college. Cause I just wasn't, I just wasn't in the headspace. Ready. I just like, I know, I know I've, I've said this before, but, and blesses, blesses solely passed away this week, but Wayne, T- I dropped out of Wayne Tebow's art class because it was at oh eight in the morning. Gosh. Wayne Tebow. Oh my yes. gosh. I love Wayne Tebow. I know. Oh, this works. I know. oh wow. Me too. Yeah, and I just remember eight. him standing there and very kind, very encouraging. But I was like, I don't want to get up this early. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. (laughs) When you're really, really young. I know. Well, I just don't think we understand what, what we're, what's offered to us, you know, and we have to investigate, which is the whole idea really, you know, definitely. And the fact that you're a writer that takes a lot of creativity. I'm, I'm in great awe um, and admiration of people who can do that because I I have huge blocks there. So it's served you well, both of those things. Definitely. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I I do still, I write as part of my work, but, um, and I, and I did, um, 
you know, there was a long period of time when I really did get away from my art. I dabbled a little bit in my twenties. I would sit down and sketch every once in a while, but I wasn't really focused on it at all. Um, and it wasn't really until I got into my thirties, um, I got married and I, you know, and I, we started to settle down and I, and I was just maturing and I was starting yeah. to think sort of slow down and think a little bit more about my life. And then I started running mm. um, and it kind of opened up a whole, it was just a different experience, like a whole sort of spiritual experience for mm. me almost, you know, I had that and then I got dogs that also just changed my life and my yeah. view in the world. And as part of that, I, this sort of spiritual um, awakening also awakened my artistic, my love for art. I love um, that. And I started painting. I started taking, I took an oil painting class at one of the local museum schools. Um, really loved it. Uh, I had never thought that I was one for color because I'd always drawn with graphite or charcoal. Mm. And I fell in love with color and painting. Your color and, senses spectacular I think thank you I I love color I can't believe it took me until I was in my mid-30s to realize how much I just love color well and I feel like you use color how should I say this I, I I'm sure you all are like let me go look right now um but you use it as as one of the really uh it looks like a very um natural tool in your toolbox and one that you go to just the hues and tones of things that they're just not, you know, never, certainly never right out of the tube, but it's just that your combinations are slightly unexpected. And so like, Oh yes. When I look. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I do love to play with color and I love to, I love surprises with color. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's, like I said, it's funny. It just took me so long to get to that, to get to the point where I realized I love it as much as I do. Um, but um, it's funny, yeah, those things so, that bring us back to, to what we, I, I, yes, what we enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And it was took, you know, there was my thirties were like a very crazy decade, lots of soul searching, literally went back to some of the writing I did when I was about nine or 10 years old, just to reconnect wow. with what mattered to me. Mm. Um, so smart um, of you. it was, I still have it. I mean, I'm glad I kept mm. it. I still have a lot of that writing, the, some of very, very bad poetry I have saved, <laughs> <box>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what, it, how many of us can do that? You know, I re absolutely remember some of the things I wrote when I was young, partially because usually the things that came easily or the things I remember are the, are the times when I was writing about something I was, I really felt strongly about. Um, so I think at that, that age it was, or I was describing something that I really cared a lot about. And, uh, so I remember that experience of it feeling ease around it when I didn't mm -hmm. otherwise. So to be able yeah. to read those again, especially if, if that writing included some aha moments. It, it did. And, and at that point, the big aha moment for me was that I had a really strong, um, sense of, uh, keep saying it, but spirituality around nature. Mm. And I, what ended up happening is when I got into my early forties, I went through an, a divorce, um, got into my early forties and I went back to school and I went to, um, the, um, seminary at BU in Boston. Um, and I studied, I got my master's in theological studies and it was just a whole sort of immersive period of my life where I studied and I just, talked philosophy and, you know, I, I interpreted texts and 
And my reason for my main reason for going was because I really wanted to understand what theologians over the centuries had to say about animals and nature. Because I loved animals, I loved nature, wow. and I was sort of bringing all that together. And I, you know, I didn't come out being a theologian, mm-hmm. but it was a really important experience in my life. You know, yeah. it just, I, I just, it, I, it was something I felt like I needed to do. I love I that. Like I mean, it, that yeah. it sounds like you really paid attention to, to the things that were drawing you, you know, your soul in your heart, in your, your mind in, and, and, and I love, you know, like, what does that mean? And you went and dug into that. Yeah, I, I do. I, I love doing it. I'm very much, I, I think it's so important to explore, to explore what you're drawn to, whether mm-hmm. that be an art or a theology or music or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, I love doing that. And I, you know, I was discouraged once by somebody who said, how can, you know, why do you do that? Can't you just focus on one thing? <laughs> and now I, I'm like, no, I love, I mean, I've done cake decorating and bread baking and oil painting and photography and all sorts of things. And I love it. It's just part of life, right? I mean, it doesn't have to lead to anything. It's just about being in life and enjoying it. I agree. I think it comes from a curious mind, a, a curious creative mind, maybe, but certainly a curious mind. I I had, I heard the same, very same thing. Can you just pick one thing? I know. Well, why? Why? There's just so much to explore. There's just so many wonderful things to learn. It's so Um, true. And I think that's the, that's such a good comeback. Why? You know, and for me at at the time when it was, you know, somebody I was in a, I lived in the same place where there was like, oh no, you know, what am I doing wrong? But I figured that out. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But so after you did that, did in that time when you, when you were studying theology, did you, were you doing art then or were you more writing? What, what was, was your expression at that I time? I was doing some art. I was so busy with studying and I was so absorbed in studying. But what happened is when I finished, um, I went back to doing more art again and my spiritual experiences showed up in my art. And um, like particularly in landscapes. Mm-hmm. And it was around that time too. I was still painting, doing acrylics and um, mainly acrylics, but I don't have a lot of space in my house. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my, so I should say, I, I, I did meet when I was in, went to school for theology. I met my husband, mm-hmm. um, my second husband who mm-hmm. I'm nice. with, you know, happily with now. Um, and he, um, he knew an artist who worked digitally mm-hmm. and he suggested I try it. And I sort of resisted a little bit, but then I did. And he got me one of those Wacom, you know, he got me like an old Wacom tablet and everything. Mm-hmm. And I did these, these digital landscapes that, um, you know, I ended up putting them on image kind and I sold a few and people really loved them. Love and, um, and I actually, um, I, I entered one of them, actually multiples of them into a local art show. And it was funny because digital at that time was not really widely understood or used by anybody but professional artists. Like, so amateur artists like me, you know, most people weren't using them yet. And so I remember going to one of the shows and somebody looking at one of my landscapes and saying, well, how did you get that deer? Did you like push a button and you got that deer? And I'm like, no, I drew that. I drew that deer. There is no deer button. I drew the deer. 
You keep saying things that I, remind me of similar was, conversations. Oh, uh, it was fun, you know, and I and I didn't mind it, but I oh. but I really but people were genuinely curious. And so I yeah. talked to them about no, it's digital art and this is how this is how it works. This is my process. And they were they were really interested in in it. Because when you um, when you think yeah. about it, when we first used a tablet or you know, it was to clip something out and pay, you know, it was it was to kind of manipulate other art that we'd already done made some other way instead of making the art digitally yes yeah yeah so yeah and it was so yeah so it was um yeah, so I, I credit my husband um for getting me into digital art um and then and now of course we have the ipad and the apple pencil right um, right and, which just is just it's just changed second everything. nature it's it yeah it's just like a dream come true yeah um, for sure so how did that um shift for you because you still do use the tablet. Did you, did you tell me that before? What, what kind of, uh, what do you like to, to use for your digital? Yeah. Art? Yeah. So I use, um, I've done a couple things. I, so I, I, I use an iPad. I, mm-hmm. when I got it, I really primarily used Procreate, which mm-hmm. I still, I really do love Procreate. I've gotten away with it for gotten away from using it for a while. And I ended up because I, um, gosh, it was maybe a year, a year and a half ago. I did a, uh, on Skillshare, I did a, um, repeat pattern class. Mm-hmm. And um, she was using Affinity Designer. And I'm saying, she and I'm trying to remember, I'm just drawing a blank on the wonderful person who taught the class. Oh, I'll and look I it up. Find and her we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll post it. Yeah, it was excellent class. And she used Affinity Designer. And um, so it's part of that. Um, there's that I actually took an Affinity Designer course before that. And then I took this repeat pattern course, because it was something I didn't know how to do was were repeat right. patterns. Um, and, but then I really started to use affinity designer and I love affinity designer. Um, it's, you know, it has mm-hmm. a really nice, it's, it's got a, a vector and a raster mode. It's very easy, easy to switch between the contexts. Mm-hmm. So I can do a lot of the stuff that I do. The base is vector. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I do, and then I texture it using raster. Nice. And sometimes they'll still do just raster drawings. I'll just do hand-drawn images, but I often use vectors to do the shapes. That's cool. That that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, and I imagine that all those little things, even though, you know, it still makes it that much more yours because of the combination of how you choose to create it or, you know, what, what comes first, that kind of thing really makes it your style. Yeah. And the other fun thing that I've experimented with is, um, doing watercolor, bringing watercolor in mm-hmm. and doing mixed media, digital watercolor. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun to um, sit down and just paint. You can paint watercolor elements. You know, you can paint dragonflies or moths or whatever flowers right. and scan those in and cut them out and mix them in with your digital drawing. And it makes for a really interesting contrast. It really does. I love that element in, in your work that feels there's the watercolor, the sketchiness, the, the it feels very, oh, fresh and in the moment. And, and I think it's, it must be that combination of paint stroke and, you know, the elements that you put together. But I, I think that really comes through. I'm such a texture person and, and yours really lives yeah. there. Yeah. So. I love texture too. I love I texture. To me, it's yeah. one of those things that makes artwork that much more of whoever did it because you choose that's just one more thing that you choose to add to a piece this kind of texture or this kind of tonality and when I see Mm -hmm. so many flat patterns and pieces I 
I just like mm, add a little more of you there. And I think texture for me personally is an yeah. one of the answers. Yeah, I tend that. I tend towards it. I do see flatter images that I really do love, but I do, sure. I am drawn toward her texture and contrast and and shape. Big and I shapes. think for sure. And I, and I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want everybody going adding texture, but I guess I think so much product, I think in product all the time. And when often when there's texture, it just adds a little bit more to it. If it's printed, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a decal or something. So I just, I take it mm-hmm. that further yeah. step, but I, so- there's nothing like a delicious silk screened, you know, flat color either. You know, that's a gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. So have you worked in your art? Have you worked in texture been a, a important characteristic of your art? Yes. And, and it might just be a personal thing, of course, too, but I, it yeah. has, um, for myself and then for the, for the product I produce with other people's art, I feel like it reads a lot better if it has just a little, a little mm-hmm. texture just for, you know, for what I'm doing, but I did work for work with somebody <laughs> Who used to say, can't you just push a button back to your dear button? Can't you just <laughs> so funny? I know. And can't you just push a button to make that happen? I've seen it. I've seen people do it. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I'll just pull Could out you, that special button. Yeah. Where's that special magic button? <laughs> if <just> only. <laughs> oh, I should invent that. Oh. You should. You would. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. A lot of people would 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 be happy to have that. Yes. So so I tell me so. kind of how you've evolved and where you are, where you find yourself these days creatively. Cause I feel like there's been some big changes for you. Yeah. Gosh, how have I evolved? I, I'm a, I'm a big Instagram user. You may know that. And I have like, I've posted my art on Instagram for a very long time. If you go way back into my feed, you'll see this sort of evolution of, I love doing, I love seeing how people have changed and I keep it there. And some of it is just crazy. Some of it, like there was a period of time in there where there's a lot of stressful stuff going on in my life. And so what I was doing is I was just doing art therapy. I was just physically Mm. scribbling with crayons and pencils and paints and just getting the energy out. Love that. Um, to just starting to do more focused work. Then I got into doing watercolor, which was a challenge at first. Watercolor is not easy. <laughs> and, no. and it, you know, takes a while to, to get it right. But again, you know, I can't say enough for like Skillshare classes and, you know, creative bug and, uh, and, and then just the various classes that different artists like Victoria Johnson mm-hmm. offers a lot of so uh, good. wonderful classes. Um, and so I, I started to do a lot of those, those sorts of courses. Um, and then really when the pandemic hit, um, I, and I wasn't commuting anymore because I had a, I commuted over an hour each way mm-hmm. every day, not every day, but most days, but then I didn't have this commute and I thought, well, okay, you know, you've got some time here. Mm-hmm. Let's get some stuff done. It's time to really step up your game. <laughs> and so I really started to think about how do I hone in? I hate to say this because I, I I don't think honing on your style. It, it's not like so like the button. There's no style button, right? Right, right. But I I it was I was starting to come together with maybe things that like the different elements that mattered to me, like color and shape and texture. And one of the things that helped me solidify that were all of the challenges on Instagram. And I love for so many reasons. I think that I think those challenges, they're fun, but they're also a way to help you develop your style and your voice. 
I agree. Because I think they're it, magical. They're just, they really are that, you know, I mean, you get a map here, mm-hmm. do these things. It's mm-hmm. not overly prescribed, right? You, it's you know, a suggestion, and, right? It's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to, you know, if you get stuck, you can, you can see what other people are doing. You know, you can support other people with, you know, in what they're doing. And, and it was really during the challenges over the last couple of years that I they started to really hone my style. And I finally landed on what I'm doing now. And which when I got there, I was shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. I now it's not that I'm never going to change, but the core is there. And what I'm doing right now is repeatable. So I can, I can do it over and over again, which I didn't feel necessarily like I could before. And I like it. Um, uh, those are two yeah. really great things to be able to say. You like it. That's not always. And you can repeat it and you want to repeat it. You're, you found, yes. I think, you know, I, I've painted off and on at different points in my life and I had learned from different people. And I, I never felt I, I had put enough of my own time into it to get to the place where I felt like it was mine. I was still, mm-hmm. I could still see too much of them in it that they're teaching. And so I think the, the more you repeat and the more you do that, then you, your history, your ideas, your ideals come into it. And to be able to, to feel that is just, ah, what a great place to be. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. I, I really, I sort of sat back and went, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. wow. And it's only really took me, it only took me a few decades <laughs> to get there. <laughs> well, you know, it all adds up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, so it was pretty exciting. And I, and that was because, you know, not because, but it's part of that. It was just practicing and practicing during those challenges. And I, you know, and for me too, I really, I love the focus that they give me as well. Just they, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just really have a blast doing them. Well, it, it shows. And I, and I think even looking at both your website and your Instagram, I just feel, I can see that I can see what you feel like. It feels so fresh pulled together your style. I just, I can scroll a long way down and think, wow, there's so much of this that feels really marketable and usable and interesting. And um, like it's yours. It's, it's yes. not. Yes. Thank you. It really, it's very refreshing to see that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you have, you have recently have an agent, right? Yes. Hannah Curtis from creative Sparrow, who I found out about on your show. See full circle. I love that. I was so, yeah, I know it was wonderful. I heard her talking and I, and I, and, sh- and I, that's how I went, okay, well, I'm going to write to her. I'm just going to write to her and, and say, it, you know, I, my work not may not be a good fit for you, but I would appreciate, you know, if you do consulting, I, you know, I'd be, I'd love to talk to you about that. If there's mm-hmm. things that I can do to improve my portfolio, that would be helpful too. Mm-hmm. And then she really liked my work and that was, you know, that was it. We went, went from there and that was, that was over the summer. So that was really, that was really exciting too. Again, I just was a new, it's, an, it's another step forward that I'm just really excited about. That's so great. So getting into licensing and selling your art commercially for product or whatever it is, that's, that's a newer aspect for you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, I had, you know, I had some experience with licensing way, way, way back when, but it wasn't, it was not really, um, wasn't really a focused effort. 
Um, so I didn't, I didn't really pursue it. Now I'm actually really focused on getting my work licensed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there's so many things as an artist, there's so many paths you can take, you can teach, you can just, you know, you do it for the love of it. You can, uh, I'm drawing a blank on all of the different ways that you can go with your art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I decided to focus on licensing, you know, one of the reasons is because I do work full time, right? right? So I can't, I, I, unfortunately I can't go teaching and doing and, and showing at galleries and things like that. So I've decided to focus on, on licensing. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, so I, I have, you know, I've, I've gotten some licensing, um, opportunities have come through. Um, I'm still working on it, you know, yeah. things, you know, you gotta roll with it. Things it's a process. Move. It's a process. Yes. It's definitely a process, but I'm feeling like, I, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm like, I'm starting to get into a groove mm-hmm. um, and I'm very optimistic about what's going to happen over the next, over the next months to a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, feeling much more confident about it and, 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 and more positive about it. That's really exciting. I mean, I think you're a, a great voice to hear because you, you do work, you have a nine to five, call it whatever hours you want, but a job, job, and then you have a passion and this talent. So it's how to put all that together. And you're right. When you suddenly have two extra hours in the day, you've used mm-hmm. it wisely. And and it sounds like you've found, you know, the passion for going after this. So then, so now what, because you're obviously somebody that digs in and mm-hmm. I think it'll be really interesting and exciting to see, to see where that takes you, because it, that's a good example of, you know, you want to go after that, but what does it take? And you've had a creative practice that you've given yourself and you've taught yourself and you've, you know, pushed yourself. And like you said, the challenges or whatever it is have, have helped you develop this pretty exciting portfolio, I think. So it'll, it'll be, and now that you're out there in the world Mm -hmm. with an agent and, and kind of staking your claim, I think I can't wait, you know, to see more of your work on product. Cause it it's deserved. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. You know, I think the, the first step really was, you know, I, I, it, I can't tell people what order they should go in, but what's worked for me is that when I really focused on, okay, let's get the process down, let's get a style. And, and that, and once that came together, the next step became much clearer for me. Mm-hmm. Then it wasn't sort of, then I didn't feel like I was just sort of willy nilly putting something out into the world. Then I felt m- more confident that I was putting out a, a product that was a reflection of me and what I love. Mm-hmm. And for those people who feel like, you know, they're searching for that style, what would you, what might you say? I would say, keep exploring, keep trying new things. I think it's, I think, how do I put this? it's there, it's inside of you. And Mm -hmm. all of the elements are there. And I think that, you know, for many people, I think they'll get to the point where they'll see, oh my gosh, like Dorothy, I could go home all, you know, I could just click my heels and be (laughs) be there, right? It was right in front of you the whole time, but it's hard to see it. Yes. And when it's you, it's hard for you to see it. But when I think about the elements that are in the elements that I'm drawn to, they were always, always there. Mm. Um, the color, not, not necessarily that would, that mm-hmm. came later, mm-hmm. but, you know, but, but so much of it was already there and mm. it was just like a puzzle that was suddenly put together and all the pieces started to fit. Um, and I went, 
yeah, how did I not see this before? Yeah, that's really, oh, that's, that's a, that's a life lesson. I think, you know, and some of it too, I think we can look back at, I love that you said that my 13 year old, I just, he just came home from being away for the holidays. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a different confidence. I'm feeling like I can really stand up for some things that I'm really interested in, instead of trying mm-hmm. to fit into what other people are interested in. I was like, Oh, ding, ding. Yeah, there, there it is. But I think sometimes we do that with our style. Like we look and say, here's what I'm seeing, or I just took this class. So I want to try this, but there's a thread in it. And that's why that's, that's the beautiful thing about all of us bringing our story to it. There's that thread that runs through us. What, and we might need to practice it more to be able to get yes. it out, but yeah. it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at who you're drawn to. I mean, which artist's work are you drawn to? Exactly. Because, you know, I, I like texture. So where's that kind of, so I'm, I'm attracted to artists that do that. That doesn't mean everybody else should be, you know, Alexander yes. Calder, my favorite, but that's because I work in wire. So it just makes sense. Some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time. It's one, one step at a time. It's true. It's true. And it's okay. If it doesn't fit, then that maybe just mm. means you should shift your view slightly to the right or left or up or down and yeah. see what's there. Yeah. Yeah. Try something new. Try, try cake decorating or something. Do something. <laughs> I love that. You know, tangential to the main path, right? It, exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 Just have fun. Do you have um, other ha- hobbies you do with your hand that's hands that aren't illustrating? Uh, yeah. I bake bread. Um, right now I'm just, you know, just like pretty basic loaf, but I do bake and I do, I love, like, I, there are people like they'll get, uh, bread machines because they don't like to knead. And I'm like, Oh, I'd love to knead. <laughs> That's a good part. Yeah. I love to, I've gone and watched, you know, uh, I like to do French kneading where they sort of throw the dough up in the air and they and flip it love that. and I don't have to do it. It just feels really good. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. I found a YouTube video and I learned how to do the French French kneading method. So oh my I gosh, that's that. so, you should make your own. Yeah. It's uh, make my own video. Yeah. <laughs> French that's so funny. I don't know. I could not compare with a woman who the woman who's just this, this um, pastry chef baker who I learned from in this video was she was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. So that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good other hobby to have for sure. Yes, definitely. Yes. If, if you like food and you like bread, it's yeah. definitely a good hobby. <laughs> Makes everybody around you happy. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, in this, so I know you did um, Lori Siebert and Kenzie Elston's um, challenge mm-hmm. with, and, and mm-hmm. that one, and that, this one was, was it the December challenge? November challenge. Can't even remember. It's all running together. But I think three of theirs now. Yeah. Um, they do such great challenges. They really do. And the, and if you haven't yeah. heard of these yet, go follow Lori Siebert on Instagram or Snippets of Whimsy, which is Kenzie's uh-huh. um, Instagram. Because every other month they're doing a challenge where they co-host with an artist, somebody like Jennifer Orkin Lewis or Estee McLeod. There's been wonderful mm-hmm. people that they've been doing this with. And then they're pulling together these judges that give these amazing awards like Lisa Condon's a judge this month and yeah and things like you know Narita Hansen's doing you you one of your patterns got chosen right to do fabric yes yes Narita chose one of my patterns yeah I know pretty fantastic I I was so so thrilled so these challenges are are a great way for you to to you know expand your peer group but be seen people are looking 
It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, Definitely. I love them. I absolutely pay attention to these things. I Definitely. really do. Yeah. And there's so many, so many that, varied ones, it's so many varied ones. If you don't like one, you know, there's yeah. a different kind. Sally Swindell does a mm. lot of really so good many. Ones Sally here. sure does yeah. so many good ones yeah. and things yeah. like folktale week and, Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. Um, Draw in your style. I love Um, drawing your style. Any there's so there's there's unlimited opportunities. And and I love it when people are like mashing them up in one month, you know, or just doing it. Combining prompts. Combining prompts. Why not? You you know, because it reminds me economizing. Yeah, exactly. Because I do love to see when I look sometimes when I look on an Instagram feed, I can tell like, oh, there's that challenge and you know, things like that. But Uh um I, I do think it's, it's kind of like when we were in school and we had an assignment and to me, a challenge feels like that, where, where you can find your way to, you feel like you need to do this thing, you know, put mm-hmm. an elephant color and lemon color together in the same or whatever that one was, but, but yes, it's great because one. it was, because it makes you, it just gives you a little nudge to do something. So. Yeah. That, that color combo challenge that oh, Laurie and Kenzie did. I oh really think that was one of my favorites. Oh, it was, it was, I think it was my favorite and I didn't think it would be because I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if I like these colors. Right. And that one was with Estee McLeod too. Yeah. But, but then when I didn't like, oh, I like these colors. You made some amazing work during that one. I loved it. I just, it really challenged my ability to put together palettes and just stuff that I wouldn't have thought of or, and then having the limited palette. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just pick a whole rainbow mm-hmm. palette full of colors, which is beautiful too. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that limited color palette, so you just like work a different part of your brain or something. Yeah. I think that's uh, a really good point. I mean, if you go back to this challenge and, and it was, I want to say September, October, but, um, it's, it's just two, it was two colors every other day. So just make mm-hmm. up your own, you know, if you, if you can't find it, but just think about that very thought of limiting ourselves to two colors and what that mm-hmm. does. Cause we don't tend mm-hmm. to do that, but no tonally, certainly there's many tones in that. And what can, those are just challenges are good. We need them. They we we have good. enough every day. So a, a good creative, <laughs> yeah. colorful one helps. <laughs> Yes, definitely. So what, what, so I, I know this year is, you know, full of thoughts on licensing and things like that, but what Mm -hmm. are you looking forward to? Oh my gosh. What am I looking forward to? Well, definitely doing more. I want to, I've been, I've been just very busy with between work and doing my illustration. I, but I would like to sit down and do some more watercolor painting again and do some Mm -hmm. more digital mixed media. It's been a little while since I've done that. Um, so I would like to do that. I'm hoping, um, when I'm feeling comfortable uh, to take a in-person class, I'd like to do that again. I mm. so miss being in art classes. I really love like yeah. just, it, there's just nothing like going to an in-person art class and painting with a group of people and so just true. laughing and, you know, and supporting each other together. It's, there's so much fun. They really um, are. I, I do think you get further that way than any other way. Yeah. It's just, it's just really just the camaraderie of it is, is really, is really great. And I'd love to take a Japanese brush painting course. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do that for a very long time. I love Japanese brush painting. I'd like to take a ceramics course. I'd like to take a collage course. All and the there are things. so many great schools around here, you know, associated with the museums. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's just for, you know, because of the pandemic, it's been much more limiting. It really has. And I'm, I'm grateful for all these things we've been talking about, the challenges and the online classes, but I, I hope we don't get too far away from the in-person, you know, and coming back to that because those are mm-hmm. such tangible memories. I've had some great experiences. Yeah, definitely. You know, retreats definitely. or, you know, someplace where you can really immerse yourself. It's, it's the best. Yeah. It, yeah. And we're getting there. We are getting there slowly, <laughs> very slowly. Yes, I know. So tell me who's inspiring you these days. You know, I love that question. Oh, yes, yes. And I thought about, I did think about that. It's so hard, as you know, you know, know it's it just, changes every day, really. It changes. And there's so much talent out there. And so I think there are a few. So I'd say one person that stands out is Ann Bentley. Yeah, she's great. Um, her work is just so fabulous. I mean, she has a way of putting together color and shape and pattern that is just, you know, it's just phenomenal. It, and uh, it, it just makes you stop and look. It really, it? really does. Really it's good. just, it's just so fun. And it's, uh, I mean, again, I, I'm very drawn to color and shape. Mm-hmm. And I love how when I see somebody who they use color and shape, not just for the sake of having color and shape, but to make a composition come mm-hmm. together. She Confidently. does that well. Mm-hmm. Confidently. Um, another, so the, there's a couple other. One is um, a mid-century artist, Milton Avery. Mm-hmm. Always love his work. Mm, and, so um, you know, which connects with Ann Bentley because he was just a master at color and shape to create. It makes sense that you're attracted to those for sure. Oh yeah. Just he's, he was just phenomenal. Also Vera Newman, also mm. another mid-century to late 20th century yes. she's you know the energy all that energy and texture and those florals mm. and oh, i just love that line work and the yeah. line work it's just so good i also love um morocco machiko or mm. machiko she is a japanese illustrator mm. uh, and she does this really fun bold whimsical art with these sort of fun creatures and designs and they're so otherworldly. And I just, it's, I just love it. I just, oh my gosh, I, I sort of tried to do stuff in her style. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just <laughs> so great. Um, so those are, those are four that come to mind that really there are just, there are so many. And I always love, again, I love Japanese brush painting. So mm. I, I just head over heels for that. Cezanne always yeah. and forever, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably my number one my number one art hero, but yeah, those are the, those are the main people these days. Those are such good ones. Oh, well, I look forward to just continuing to follow your journey because I, it's very inspirational. And I just, again, um, it's really fun to, to talk to somebody who already has that strong, your foundation is strong, even though that's not something you do. I mean, you do it every day, even though it's not your full time, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you've been, it's been a focus of yours, like you said, for your whole life. So you've honed that and it's, it, it really shows. And I think that's exciting. It's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I I feel like I'm just, I don't know, in a new phase of my artistic journey, it feels Mm -hmm. really good. I can tell. I really, it's, it's palatable. It's really exciting. I'm excited for you. Thank you, Margo. You bet. Can't wait to see what happens. Thank you for spending time sharing it with us today.
Thank you. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.